Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Should we introduce ourselves? Would that be a good start? I believe you're Baum. I am Baum. Baum. <laughs> and you are Graham Jarvis. The premise for this podcast is the things in modern life we struggle to get our heads around. So every week in our episodes, we will choose a different premise and we shall discuss around that premise. So should we allow people to send in their premi premises? Yeah, people can send in their premises, <laughs> as long as they're not very big premises. No. We haven't got any land to store their premises. Is that really? Single, so one-bedroom flats is fine. Yeah. But if we get well, to a rolling flat. mansion... One it's an issue. In Maidenhead, actually, I could do with it at the moment because we need to pop over there frequently. So yeah, anybody in Maidenhead with a one-bedroom flat yeah, and a premise that they're happy to send. It's for your premise, obviously. We'd love that. So that's the aim of this podcast: is we're going to talk about the things in modern life yeah. that we don't necessarily quite understand. Yeah, things like when you say modern life. Yes, I'm already not understanding. <laughs> Uh, you say modern life as opposed to say Elizabethan times, as in Elizabeth the First. Well, I assume you understand Elizabethan times, seeing as you were there. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's obviously it's contemporary times. That's yes, what you mean. yeah, yeah, just contemporary times. Yeah, the digital age. I do think Tablet. people don't talk to each other. Yeah. I do think it's funny that millennials are doing podcasts and they don't speak to each other. Yeah, I can imagine a time, because this happens with texting, yeah. where you go into a pub and they're all podcasting each other, perhaps. <laughs> the lady behind the bar, you say, yeah, can I have a pint? You'll have to reply for that by podcast. By podcast, yeah, and then I'll announce yeah. who gets their pint and in what order yeah. on my your, next give episode. Give me your URL. <laughs> Once you give me your URL, I will deliver your beer, as long as you may include it in your podcast. But your beer, table you sat at. your beer would have to be gluten-free. The thing is, I can't stand it on those tissue boxes. They've got mm. those serrated little things that you're supposed to push down and pull off. I hate it when you pull it off and it rips off part of the box and the design. The yeah, because the design on tissue is always very lively. Yeah. That was That's really, awful. really lively. And we were just a load of cardboard. And sharing. it upsets the design. But why are tissues so lively? Is it like you're going to lose them in the house? So they have to be identifiable should you suddenly burst into tears and not be able to see clearly. Well, so they have to stand I, out in your house. I found if you burst into tears, you don't need tissues. <laughs> what you do is... Maybe you you're just, crying because you can't find your box. You just, you know. Did you read um, in the paper recently that there's cocktails in some Ponzi bar now that they're using genuine tears? No, I didn't read that. Part of that is cool and part of it is creepy. Yeah. But again, it's probably yeah, just tears. because... Yeah, you don't know where they've what been. What job is that? Yeah. You can't... What if you get conjunctivitis of the mouth? <laughs> Obviously not a medical professional. <laughs> if you asked what your job was, and it's a tear provider. Yes, exactly. What do you do? I source the best tears. I'm like the man from Del Monte when it comes to making people cry. And the problem is if you don't feel like producing tears, what do you do? Do you get an onion and then people complain their cocktail tastes, tastes like onion. Of onion? Cheese and onion cocktails. You've used onion tears in this, I believe. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. And did they, are there like different vintages? Is it like wine? Do you have like, what would you like? I'd like a Northern Soul tear. 
Yeah. I'd like an 85-year-old sad, lonely man's tear. I want a 20-year-old snowflake's tear. I mean, where do you stop? Because I'd like to know where the tear came from. I wouldn't want tears yeah. in my drink willy-nilly because no. then where does that stop? You could put hairs in. I know where you're going with it. No, I wish, I, wish I hadn't said willy-nilly. <laughs> but you need a best buy date on the tears, don't you, I guess? Well, I want an origin date, really. You know, I want <laughs> I want an ingredient. Okay. I want A list of ingredients. Came from a nubile 25-year-old man from Huddersfield with no known sexual diseases. That's what I want. <laughs> No. And a penchant for croquet. That's what I want tears from. I don't want, you know, this is Jason's tears. Jason's been a crack addict for six months. Yeah. He's selling himself regularly. Yeah, he does. And he's a vegan. I mean, that just <laughs> puts you off. That's Jason. I know that. Yeah, you know Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He lives down the road. Nice, nice bloke. <laughs> nice bloke. Won't want his tears. No. <laughs> Again, where do you stop? You could be then adding what? people's the- lick. Yeah. You know, in your cocktail. Like the Queen has probably got somebody who tastes her food. Yeah, that's true. But then isn't that for security? It's not like she just randomly goes, oh, I feel really sorry for Graham today. Let him taste my food Jason. before I Where's do. Jason? <laughs> Where's, Where's that boy that cries into my drinks? I imagine, though, they cut a bit of the food off. I mean, for the Queen's taster. I mean, even that's a little bit uncomfortable, isn't it? It's like you going into Nando's, for example, because you know I like Nando's. If you go into Nando's and someone says, uh, oh, well, we're doing quality control. So before we bring out your half a piri-piri chicken, one of our staff members, Brendan, is going to go out the back and just taste it first. Because that just feels like you're getting seconds. I think there are certain things that are okay to be secondhand, but tissues and food, probably not a good thing. But why are we getting so uptight about hygiene on tears? Because, I mean, when they serve you the food, we don't say, I need a certificate when you last washed your hands. That is true. And you actually, don't know, really, do you? think about how many people who work in restaurants who probably are in the kitchen crying. <laughs> It's a sad job. It's the worst job I've ever had. <laughs> you know, if you get your full English, it could well be covered in tears and you get those for free. So these cocktails that you started telling me about, mm. um, is this real? No, no, no re- well, I have a funny feeling I read it in the Daily Mail. Okay, not just after the article about Elvis living on the moon in a rocket or anything like that. <laughs> no, but it does say in this bar. When they're doing these cocktails. <laughs> so it was after a good night out drinking cocktails, somebody told you the Somebody went, there's tears, tears in it. In it. Okay. Yeah. But then everyone's trying to outdo each other, aren't they? They're putting nitrogen in cocktails and things in, in, in little cages. Miniature panther. <laughs> but, I've seen Ant-Man. I believe that there is a miniature true. panther. But they're all trying to justify £40 a cocktail and... To do that, they have to add ridiculous novelties like Venezuelan vodka mixed with Jason's tears. This is to compete with the flavoured gin market. Yes. To just, yes, <laughs> I felt very passionate about oh, that, didn't that I? Was, that was... As an alcoholic, I'm very passionate about my uh, my flavoured gins. <laughs> Wasn't it cider that started it all? Oh, first? cider's got a lot to explain. Yeah. Whatever happened to some cider product in a plastic bottle that tasted better drunk in a graveyard? <laughs> you know, this there was part... nothing wrong with that. Oh, this is part of your past. Our kids don't know they're born today, Graham. No, they don't. Flavoured cider, flavoured gins. Everything's oh, got a flavour. Can't just have bog standard oh. anymore. Why don't Nutella bring out a Nutella version of bread? Are there nuts in Nutella? Allegedly so. But I have been through a whole jar and not found a whole nut. <laughs> You've been looking for it. I have. Sticky fingers. Using a spoon yeah. at my mouth. Flicking chocolate all over your picture. But 
people with a nut <laughs> allergy then can't eat it, presumably, at all. I've not had anyone I disliked enough with a severe to enough allergy to go, here you are, have a Nutella sandwich. See how, see, see how that goes. Have a chocolate spread sandwich. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't give it away. Not if I'm trying to kill them with a sandwich. I must be more subtle with yeah. my attempts at murder. That's why the Queen's got Jason. Jason, around. tasting her food, right? Yeah. When the Queen does have a food taster, do you think she ever, you know, I wouldn't have it, love. No, there's nothing wrong with it. I've not died from it. There's more salt next time. Yeah, check the best by date. This <laughs> is opening a tin of sardines or pilchards. Do you think the Queen likes pilchards? Yeah, I mean, where does she get them from? Are they all fresh? She must get something in tins. They're all Duchy of Cornwall pilchards. Uh, Do you know? Yeah, she that's can't that's have that all the time. Do you think she has to sneak them into uh, Buckingham Palace yeah. so Prince Charles doesn't notice that she's not eating Duchy certified foods? Has she ever been in a, a McDonald's, do you reckon? Wouldn't that be awesome if you walked into McDonald's and there was somebody's nan and the Queen? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> One and the same. Sat there with Princess Charlotte, Prince George, sitting there tucking into a Big Mac. <laughs> Do you think the Queen would order a Big Mac? Think she'd like, one would like. One, <laughs> one would rather enjoy. I believe in public she often doesn't take her gloves off. With a cotton glove, you think she might struggle should she, she be in the golden arches. her McDonald's. I think she'll have to when, get a man. One would like a barbecue sauce. Yeah. No wonder she needs she needs Jason to taste the damn thing. Yeah. Before he gets it. Now she needs Tom or somebody to uh, order a meal for to her. To order it, yeah. No wonder she needs a lot of dosh. But I do think that if she's having a meal and someone has to taste your food for you, you must be sitting there thinking, which bit did they nibble on first? Do you know what I mean? That would still make me feel uncomfortable. Well, exactly. So if Jason comes in one day, he's really hungry. <laughs> he just drops he it off. a lot. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was really oh, we'll have to have seconds now. Yeah. Oh, the cyanide's within some seconds. <laughs> Jason's fine. Queenie snuffed it. Yeah. How do you do that when you're food tasting? I don't know. Where do you get that random. job? I'd like that job. What? I'd risk that job. You'd risk. I would. <laughs> I would risk that job. I think there's a lot to be said. I think lots of women probably line up for that job. Yeah. Eaters. She won't allow you Nando's, I would imagine. Sort of duchy of Cornwall. Well, I suppose you get bored of foie gras. Is there a tea in duchy? How do you spell no, it? No, it's like pasta duchy. Yeah. <laughs> On the left hand <laughs> side. <laughs> what other side would you pass there? Duchy. No, it's duchy. It's the duchy of Cornwall. But it's not got a tea in it, has it? No, I think the tea is silent because it's not there. It is sad that kids perhaps today don't do exactly what kids of yesteryear did. They don't I mean, go outside. No. I think uh, when I was younger, if you said to somebody outside, it meant you wanted to have a fight. So that's probably... You think it's intimidating I think when you kids, shout at your children outside. I think the kids now have learnt it's probably best not to go outside. But to, it's horrible out there. And to bribe my child <laughs> to go to the shops the other day. Really? Yeah. My mum used to say, do you want to go to the shops? I would have bitten her hand off. But I had to give my child. That's why we never went. Yes. <laughs> she she learned. She asked twice. That was it. Um, never did it again. But I had, literally had to give her £10. Why did you have to give her £10 again? To get her to get out of the house, to get off the sofa, okay. to get in the car, to get dressed. To do anything. Right? To do anything. Yeah. It's yes. just any form of movement requires financing. What's her favourite thing to do then? <laughs> you ask my daughter what her favourite hobby is. And she says, eating. Really? <laughs> she does. 
She says, well, you know what my favourite hobby is? You know, I'm a hermit and I like eating. I couldn't be prouder, Graham. Could not be prouder. <laughs> they do say you can blame the parents. <laughs> they do say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's when your... I'm making millions in Vegas because yeah. she can eat 704 hot dogs in one mouthful. And what's your favourite hobby then? <laughs> not watching her eat, I can assure you. <laughs> uh, what's my favourite hobby? See, I, I've got middle-aged hobbies. Eating. No, middle-aged hobbies are different. And this is something that I think younger people don't understand. Middle-aged hobbies are really quite basic. They go back to basics. So my cousin is in his 50s and he can wash cars for hours. It's not his job or anything. He just likes washing and polishing cars. That's what he does. In his downtime, he's an optician, which is a lot more useful during the week. Where does he live? Wales. <laughs> it's not that far a drive, really. It's worth the mileage. Yeah, it's raining. You know, by the time you get back, it'd be as oh, yeah. as you started. Yeah, that's true. That's not worthwhile. Yeah. Would he charge any? No, he just, he just, yeah. it's that cause and effect. How he just likes. toll now over the. Uh, five quid. Wales. Five pounds over the Wobbly Bridge. It's about 20 quid to get your car cleaned up the road. So for five pounds and the petrol to Wales, my cousin will wash your car. He's even got a buffing system. He's got an electronic buffer with the lamb's wool on it. I think I've seen those in some of those shops in Soho. <laughs> I think. That's, I walked, I walked quickly that's a by. different type of buffer. It's ridiculous, isn't it? You have to pay your own children. She texted me the other day from her bedroom and said, what's for breakfast? And? That's how lazy she is. She texted you. She texted me from her bed in her bedroom. She sent me a text all the way down the other end of the house and bearing in mind this is not Downton Abbey. Yeah. She could have shouted and I would have heard her. Uh, what's for breakfast? I shouted back. I did shout back. <laughs> if you got your lazy bum out of bed, you'd find out. What sort of breakfast was that? It's the usual breakfast, bread. Well, so it might be that she's so used to breakfast <laughs> being disappointing that she can't be bothered to come down she's just in a wish and a hope thinking I wonder if it's something fresh I'd love to say there was effort and she had to come down the stairs Graham but we live in a bungalow (laughs) she's she's just got to take five steps she's in the kitchen take five steps sounds like a new band (laughs) take five (laughs) steps mash up she might be just wishing for something different it is disappointing when you put all the effort in if I get up early, I clean the kitchen, everything's there ready for a new dish and it's breakfast and perhaps Jill and Scott haven't got up yet hmm. and I will say, anybody want pancakes? <laughs> you realise they've left. <laughs> they're, they're not even bothering to text. They you get nothing. They can't be bothered to text. You get dead air. So I'm envious of this text. <laughs> texting. At least. Well, so you shout, does anyone want pancakes and no one shouts back? That's right. Yeah. There's no response. Ice cream, fresh lemon, anybody? Sugar, <laughs> anybody? Pancakes, anybody? No. Nothing? No. Uh, there's always a noise of excitement by my feet where Rose is. I'll have some of that. I'll have some of that. <laughs> Just you and the little dog. Yeah. Desperate. Yeah. So I think texting about breakfast is good. That's really bad. So there's two levels of communication there. Neither which actually uses the mouth. That's correct. So lazy. Either doing it via text via fingers or not doing it at all. The only thing I really enjoy about text is making indecent emojis. (laughs) There's nothing better than getting the big finger and the peach together. It's just funny. (laughs) Indecent emojis. This is new to me. Really? Never done any of this. You have to send a text in your lifetime that uses the little brown poo. There's a little brown poo. I know. And the emojis has got, the got eyes. We've got we've got the real life version of that. 
Here. Someone invented that. Well, I had the real life version of that in my house the other day, but that was because <laughs> yeah. the dog had an accident. <laughs> and I'd like to say it didn't have eyes, but it did. <laughs> but who invented that? Who went on a keyboard when I'm sending messages and I need to show people my true feelings and emotions? A little brown poo with eyes is required. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's curious, isn't it? Some of them are really curious, like the flamenco dancer. Yeah. I use that all the time because it's just it random. I think we've got actually the poo cushion that they that model. <laughs> Don't think I like the phrase poo cushion, Graham. I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, yeah. you know. Well, it was just. It's was, not going to be on my Christmas list. It was um, between the outdoor toilet and getting the indoor one built. You <laughs> thought we we'll have a portable poo cushion. Yeah. We had the poo cushion. Don't do it on the city. <laughs> You've done it on the city and there's a perfectly good poo cushion over there. <laughs> For God's sake. Ah, in the olden days, they used jerrys, didn't they? That's what they called them, potties. Jerrys? They called them jerrys. Why did they call them jerrys? I have no idea. I've always thought it might be because they were sort of like an upturned German's helmet. I can't wait to Google upturned German helmet on your computer and see what possibly pops up, especially okay. in images. But the, but the thing is, we can't be using tech. You've just been doing your campaign against tech. That is true, actually. We should be talking. I'll have to get a thesaurus out. I can't wait to have the conversation with my friends about, could you describe to me what an upturned Jerry's helmet might look have like? I've never used I think about Jerry can. They're called potties now. Jerry can, I thought, it's... was what they, they ate out of. No, that's a jerry can's what they used to put fuel in, wasn't it, I think? I think we are going to have to ask a 12-year-old to Google it for we'll, us. We'll take five. We'll stop recording here. <laughs> Come back. Armed Discuss with knowledge. jerry can. Because that's the thing, isn't it? It's like in exams when people um, used to cheat. You know, you'd be writing, your, you hadn't got a clue what the answer was, so you'd put something down that was really stupid. And then after the exam, you'd be called up and saying, so, Graham and Susan, you both thought that a flamingo was a mountain. What's going on? Who copied who? I think Susan sounds a little bit on the uh, on the thick side, <laughs> if I'm perfectly honest. Well, you have to... And maybe you should have chosen to copy from somebody <laughs> slightly more astute. Well, you, know, you do your best with my eyesight. Susan was the only one. <laughs> was the only one. She's yeah. the biggest person bit... with the biggest writing you could copy. Yeah, it's a bit pathetic, isn't it? If you know, you're there leaning over an angle slowly, you know, you start off upright, 90 degrees, 80 degrees, 70 degrees, and eventually you're like crawling across the floor <laughs> like a pool of oil, creeping up the desk. To look at the, the teacher would spot. Them. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. Well, they'll yeah. be on their phones. I wasn't called, I wasn't called Shadow Man <laughs> ever. I think seventy-five degrees was about the most I could get away with. Because if they spot, why were you doing copying? That, why didn't you just you'd grab the ruler? Why didn't you? Well, you know, if if it said name name three items called flamingo, yeah, you know, pink bird, and you think, oh Christ. <laughs> And Susan scribbling away. Yeah, but she could be drawing a picture. Susan, by the sounds of it, was making a shopping list of things that she was going to steal when she went round Poundland. You know Susan as well. (laughs) Yeah. So my point is that you always need to sort of get information. And in this day and age, you don't need to copy off Susan because you've got Wikipedia 100%, 5% of the time. (laughs) Well, 100% right, 5% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's the one. 
<laughs> Vaguely. I do think to myself, what what did we do before Google? Were we just all bumbling around stupid? I don't know how to respond to that because you said you do think to yourself, as I'm not sure if I'm allowed <laughs> to join in. If I did join in, would you say, I said I was thinking, I was thinking it to myself, Graham? Yeah. Come on. This, Interrupting this... my thought process. Get out of there. That's why this podcast man. works very yeah. well. Shadow man. <laughs> That's going to be like your your handle on a CB radio. Breaker, breaker, shadow man here. As I just oozed off the chair here, <laughs> across the studio floor, up into Emily's ear, and was privy to a private thought. Oh, privies. We've had privies, we've had jerrys. Privy, yeah. that's what they might have been. Yeah, called. and privies, they were commodes. Jerry's. Yeah, we're back to the Queen now, I think. Why? It's Probably. not eating on the loo, is she? <laughs> Probably Jason would check out... A privy before she facilities. Yeah, in case there's a funnel web spider or something lurking. If you've got the Queen pops in to the Commonwealth building somewhere, does someone go and check the facilities are up to standard? I think they take their own, don't they? What? (laughs) What? They ship it all the way from the United Kingdom to Australia. The Queen would like to use her own loot now. Could you plumb it in? I don't think the Queen goes on anything other than her own stuff. Throne. (laughs) be heading back to cocktails with tears and... See, I bet Julia Roberts would have cocktails with tears. I wouldn't. If somebody said, do you want someone's secretions in your drink? <laughs> oh, that's a good word. Yeah. Secretions. Yeah. That makes it all seem so dirty. It was because of the secretions I never watched Star Trek. I think they were in episode three. What were they secreting in Star Trek? No, I think they were people from a distant planet. The secretions. <laughs> the secretions. I think so. No. <laughs> no. They had tribbles. Yeah, I you? like the tribbles. Okay. Are got, we in Northern Ireland now? Got terrible tribbles. <laughs> <laughs> the tribbles. I remember those. We're, we're doing contemporary. Well, it is. It's Brexit related now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And North and South. Terrible tribbles. I think tribbles is good. Tribbles were great. They were just brown. Stop here. We're not heading to the poo cushion. But they would have been at home on the poo cushion. But they didn't have eyes or anything. They were just brown and hairy and would move. They looked like hairy potatoes. The man who got the brief to design these monsters for the Star Trek producers was told what he needed. He'd got his load of brown fabric from the material and he was getting his Velcro and they said, right, we're filming later today. What you got? And he's like, he just (laughs) wraps his brown material around a football that's hanging around and says, uh, how about this? And they're going, oh, my God, what the hell have to do? It's all the animatronics and the hands and the eyes that even a poo cushion's got. None of that. You do think they got to the end of the season and went... We've got no budget for special effects. What can you do with a potato yeah, we, and a beard? Yeah. <laughs> People genuinely being scared and running away from hairy potatoes. But they wouldn't in real life, would they? Because they don't go outside, so they'd never see them. If you said to kids, go out and check if troubles are there, they'd just text you back and say, no. I've looked out my window. Yeah? I've looked on Google. Google, take all of your information. Mm. And if at any point they decide to, you're out and somebody else is in. In your place. What does that mean? Well, one day your child's sat on the sofa doing nothing much (laughs) and in comes a completely different looking person. And she says, who are you? And that completely different person says, I'm Emily. Boom. Yeah, boom. And she says, no, you're not. She says, I am. Google, I've knocked out the old version. I'm the new version. You're the new version. Identity theft complete. Actually, it's funny you should say that because I had an incident recently where let's just call them a medical professional. 
emailed me Uh offering me an appointment, but they didn't email the right Emily Baum. They sent it to another email address. They missed out one of the letters. Now, this person that was not me, so Emily Baum too, actually emailed back and said, I don't need this appointment. Uh And then this person, when I complained that I hadn't heard from this medical professional and they hadn't offered me an appointment, what's going on with the National Health? This woman said, you didn't want it. Here's a copy of the email. So someone else has got the same name as me on a popular server. So now I'm tempted to email that person and say, could you stop emailing people back that you don't know? Get on with your own life. But incidentally, what type of Emily Baum are you? Do you know anything more about her? No, nothing. We don't even know if it's her. So if next week someone comes in calling herself Emily Baum but looks nothing like you, it could be her. It could be. It could be. discovered where you live and taken over your physical entity as well as your name. Do you know what? I don't think a lot of people would mind. (laughs) Well, I'll let you know, you know, if she's better or whatever. I'll I'll get in Just make sure you you send it to the right email address. We've just emailed her to tell her that she's really good. You see, that's another advantage of technology. In the old days, you'd have had to use a Ouija board. (laughs) <laughs> do this sort of thing. Only if you want to contact the dead. Uh, not always. I think that I think it was. Oh, dead yet? In, I think in the board games it became more flexible. So you, <laughs> we could go. Is anybody there, Emily? Are you listening to us, Emily? Boom. I'm in the same room. Then, then you might get loads of them coming in. No, not that Emily Boom, and perhaps all of you fighting for control of the glass. <sighs> But now there's, it's the digital version. There's lots yeah. of everybody. I bet there's tons of Graham Jarvises. I would think thousands. People sometimes say to me, are you the drummer? And I can't decide whether to say yes or no. But that's always difficult because the drummer might be a complete fool and he might have done fool. horrid things. Fool. 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 <laughs> We're talking Graham Jarvis, not good King Wensler. <laughs> <laughs> but he might be a very unpleasant individual. Apparently he's uh, a very, really nice person. Scally. Apparently. Yeah, he played drums for Cliff Richard, but I believe, sadly, I believe he's um, died. Oh, so well, you don't have the risk that he's going to respond to one of your emails then? But if you Google Graham Jarvis, you get loads of Graham Jarvises. People like to Google themselves, which does sound slightly rude. I have Googled myself and I do come up... <laughs> But there is a, a 20-year-old cheerleading professional in America. So incredibly athletic, very attractive, probably great at dinner parties, that's on Google, uh, that's Emily Baum and has won championships. Does she come up first? <laughs> she sadly does. I think we're about half and half now. So, But that's awful. That's like having a, an alternative universe where the middle-aged, frumpy, slightly hippie, woman is replaced with a 23-year-old cheerleader. They said that the web was formed on pornography and gambling. I mean, what do you use computer for? Email? Porn and gambling. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Media Music in association with Mac Entertainment.